Man. World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. <laughs> I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, must be a flood. Must be a flood, man. We had to... We had torrential rains last night, which is good because it's going to fill up the fill up the uh, uh, the pond. But it's crazy. I walk in here to my I walk into my multi million dollar studio today, and there's water on the floor. Michelle, where's this coming from? I'm so I'm so I'm I'm I'll be I'll be treading water here all this morning. It's the first time ever broadcasting from a wet studio. Michelle brought me down some communion. Get your communion. Get get ready to go here. Uh, the show must go on. So if, if I end up here with a life jacket on, you 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 figure out why. I mean, it's crazy. We had a lot of rain for sure. But I don't even know where it's I don't even know where it's coming in here. I wonder if Sean Hannity has to put up with this kind of stuff. Somehow I don't think he does. Joe's going to take us through communion here. We're going to do the best we can. Hey, we had some. I'll just give you a fair warning here. We had some uh, when we got in the pre-show. Uh, I kept going in and out, kept fading in and out here. So if I if I all of a sudden, I can't talk. I'm gonna. You don't hear me. I'm gonna flip over to my cell phone, and I'll try to do it on my cell phone. While Spencer, uh, we have the A team in here today, so uh, yeah, my pump's working, Craig. It's it's not even. It's not even. Look, it's. I have a sump pump over here. It's not even in the sump. It's like somebody came in here and peed about ten different places. I don't know where. One. Well, I'll talk about. You guys couldn't care less about this. Right? You couldn't care less about. It. I just want you to know that that's what that's what we're dealing with here today. Uh, we're going to do communion here in a minute, uh, Joe. Get ready, get ready to go. A uh, lot of stuff going on. Let's let's do that now, Joe. Myra already prayed us in. Myra's in Ohio, actually. Some of them are going down to the Creation Museum today. Uh, the 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 Ark, the Creation Museum. We have our big event tonight, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. And Charlene Gobert has a raised hand. What's up, Charlene? What's going on? Good, unmute yourself. No? Joe, you're the man. Take us away, bud. Uh, yes, sir. Um, if we could go to Romans 8, 31 to 39. If God be for us, who can be against us? Hmm, is that a question, Joe? Or is that a rhetorical question? I think it's more rhetorical, isn't it? Okay, but we have to figure out this. If is God for us? Hmm. And what makes God for us? Interesting thought. Maybe I'll do a show on that. Sorry, Joe. Because it would mean, hey, Joe, it would like, mean if God isn't for us, there's a lot of folks against us. You know what it means, buddy? I mean, if, yeah, I then I think that means you have some uh, deep doo doo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Houston, we have for... a problem. Yeah. 
Houston, we have a problem. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. He that spared not his own son, but delivered it up, up for us all, how shall he not be with him also freely give us all things? If God be for us. Go ahead. Exactly. Amen. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is God that justifieth? Who that condemneth is Christ that died? Yes, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Time out, Joe. i got to stop there. I always found this to be interesting scripture. It doesn't say what shall separate us. Because it says who shall, and then it comes with tribulation. Mm-hmm. That's not a who. Distress, that's who? not a who. Persecution. I believe it's a spirit. Uh-huh. Going to talk a little bit about that today, huh? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. Mm. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in uh-uh. all these things, That's right. we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Not just conquerors, Joe, we're more than a conqueror. What's that mean? Go ahead. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Wow. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in us, Christ Jesus our Lord. Daggone. Look, I, we ought to do about an hour just on that right there, right? I mean, folks, mm-hmm. in, in those four par- <laughs> in those four sentences right there, man, oh man, is there deep understanding if we were to dig into it. See, we read it yep. casually, don't we? We read it casually. A lot of information right there, baby. A lot of information. Sorry, Joe. No, no, no. You're, you're exactly correct. We When we read the word, we tend to just read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And not try to comprehend what we have just read. Right. Um, can we have Matthew 26, 26 to 29, please? Let's first say a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together again this Friday morning. Brothers and sisters from across this country and the fruit from other parts of the world. Thank you, Lord. And forgive us our sins and transgressions. Bring his trends cleansing to your sight as we examine ourselves. Yes, Lord. And Lord, bless this bread and this drink representing your body and your blood that you sacrifice for us a thing that we cannot truly comprehend and nor appreciate Lord Lord we live in troubled times but let us not be distracted and fearful but let it remind us daily and hourly and continually that we walk by faith not by sight 
And we are winning, Lord. You have already won. And be with us this day and this weekend. And we thank you for today. Let us make the best of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, Joe. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Joe. Amen. Amen. Hey, I forgot to tell you this. Um, Thanks, Joe. Didn't make this clear. If you have signed up to go to the event, you get free streaming. I don't want people to have to... uh, Pay to come and then pay for streaming. No, no. If you paid, if you have, if you're coming to the event in person, you also have access to the free streaming afterwards. Okay. We all straight on that. Everybody understand that. That's, that's not two fees that are going on. And again, Ooh. again, one of the reasons to me, the streaming part of it is so, so important that you'll, you'll have access to it is you can use it to, to make, come on, bring your friends and they can watch it in your house later on. You can do use it at Bible studies. Because for some some reason, we all know the reason why, right? We have separated what's going on in the world from our Christianity. Uh, most of our Christianity is nothing more than, Lord, protect me from this stuff till I get out of here. Would everybody agree with me? That's pretty much Christianity in a nutshell. Protect me from this stuff till I get out of here. Well, that's not what, that's not what the Great Commission is all about, right? We're supposed to be thriving in the midst of it. And uh, that's, that's, what I, that's what we try to do here. It's what I try to do every every morning we get down here. Try to train, equip, and mobilize the saints for the works of the ministry. I don't, I'm, I'm not interested in hiding. I'm not interested in hiding from the culture. I'm not interested in hiding from the devil. I'm not interested in any of that stuff. We're overcomers. We, we know that, you know, we so cavalierly say, well, we win in the end. Dude, I want to win now. I want to win. I don't even know what the end would look like. What does the end look like when you die? What does it look like when we're all put on this earth for for a period of time and we have a, I'm in my 70th year. I'm I'm in my 71st year. I haven't, I'm 70, but I'm living my 71st year. I'll never get a chance to ever, ever be in this situation again to have an impact for the cause of Christ. And to think that someday I'm going to cross over and you're going to cross over. We're all going to cross over. And let's be honest, none of us know what that means. We don't have any real understanding of what that means. But I can tell you this, it'll be awful if I have a memory and I'm able to look back and say, gone. look at all that stuff I could have done, but I didn't do it because I didn't know that I had the power to do it. Or my pastor told me I couldn't do it. I sat around watched all this evil go on. I watched little kids get killed in the womb. I watched uh, little children be sexually um, molested, trafficked. I sat around and watched children be lured into homosexuality. I sat around and watched a, 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 
a wicked government destroy everything. I sat around and watched all of that. I'm going to be on the other side and I'm going to look down and say, dude, I could, you mean, you mean I had the power to do that? Well, Bible says all powers begin unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach them to observe all I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth. Hey, folks, is that the goal of the American church? Somebody say no for me, please. Somebody please say no. That is not the goal of the American church. The goal of the American church is get you saved, keep you safe from the devil until you get raptured out here. Boom, Vinny. Boom. Boom. Is it any wonder it's in the mess that we're in? And I, I, you know, I just, folks, I just can't believe that number of emails and stuff I get from people say, coach, you're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. Coach, you can't do anything to this world's doom. Coach, you can't. I'm thinking, dude, what the, why am I even here then? Why am I even here? This is, that is such a stupid attitude to have. We're here. We are ruling and reigning now with Christ is what the Bible says. We are. We're to take captive every thought. We're to occupy till he comes. That's just coming up out of my belly as I'm trying to keep my feet dry here as the water is rolling in all around me. So, um, oh man. Hey, throw up the schedule real quick for those of you out there who wonder what's going on, okay? Uh, we had a funny thing happen yesterday. We we re, re, redid our flyer and we sent it out. Ivan uh, Raikin sent, sent it out to all his people and the only phone number on there <laughs> was Bobby Lee's. We don't even have our website on that flyer. That we just we don't even have the website on it. And so everybody wanted to register called Bobby. <laughs> so Bobby's probably got a sore ear today. But by the way, if you're out there, again, we're on we're on the page. Now look, scroll down just a little bit for me there, Spence. If you want to get the live stream, okay, see it says buy tickets here. See the red label? See the red label? Click here for tickets to the boom. Purchase live streaming. All right. Go back up the beginning, Spencer, because I don't don't know if someone caught that right away. Go back a page. Click uh, huddle live stream. Click here for the huddle live stream. Click there, Spencer. Red light, red thing. Click on it. Boom. Okay. Purchase it. There you get it. All right. Now, those of you who purchased tickets to be there live, uh, this isn't set up yet for you to have live streaming. We'll get it for you. Coach, okay? every, Jerry just told me everyone's going to get an email. If you bought a ticket or if you bought a live streaming ticket, either way, you're going to get an email with the code. Cool. Okay, cool. There you go. There you go. So, uh, uh, look, I hope some of you, I mean, I know some of you, uh, the fellowship's going to be great, man. Fellowship's going to be really, really good. Some of them are already down in Cincinnati right now. Betty's down there and Clay, Clay's there and Myra's there and Steve's on his way there because they're going to go to the museum today. They're going to go to the museum. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking in circles here. I'm just looking at my schedule, make sure I got everything. The schedule. So there's the schedule so that you all got a feel for it. All right. Well, I don't know how to do a screen, uh, a screen capture. The schedule is subject to change, but tonight is going to be Tom Renz and Ivan Rickland. Okay. That's tonight. And we're going to extend it a little bit. We'll be done probably at 10 o'clock tonight. But those of you who have the live streaming, there, there's, your, there's what the schedule is going to look like, okay? Then tomorrow morning, we're going to kick off at 9 o'clock with Sherry, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. And she's going to do two hours, including an hour of question and answer. Then 11 to 12, the resistance chicks, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to go for an hour, question and answer, then a late lunch. And the lunch is not just, we'll give you an hour and a half. We're going to feed you there. But the lunch is the fellowship. 
We want people to get together and talk. So that's why I gave some time there. 2.30 to, uh, to 4.30, and then Dr. Made, Carrie's going to get up there and do it. And uh, we'll have you out the door probably about, about 6 o'clock. There you go. So you can stay another night if you want to, but you don't have to stay another night. That's kind of the, kind of the way we set that thing up. All right? I'm going to switch gears here in a minute. But, uh, Spencer, I don't know where we – maybe we can, can – I don't know if we – can we put that in the chat? Is there, I don't know if we – okay, put that in the chat so they can have it in case they wonder what to schedule us. Uh, Clay's got a question. Myra's got a question. Go ahead, Clay. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know that Bobby Lee is uh, on his way to the museum this morning. And he's going to be coordinating things at the museum to try to make it easy on everybody that's getting there early. Good, good. Nine o'clock, you get there. Somebody got free tickets. You got, got to be there uh, by nine o'clock. And that's why Steve Deck left early this morning to get down there. Myra, come on in. Yes, Coach. Thank you. I just want to remind that um, the Casting Out of Demons um, session will still be pray, uh, take place uh, today at 830 at the ARC. And okay. a dark, yes. And in regard to what uh, Joe read and what you say in regard to occupy Jeremiah one seventeen through nineteen, thou therefore gird up thy lions and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made this day a defense city, an iron pillar, a brace walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes, therefore against the priests, therefore and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to, to deliver thee. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Amazing thing just happened to me, Spencer. I don't know what's going on. That link that I sent you with all my stuff on it just disappeared off of my computer. So if you, yeah, send that back to me. <laughs> Where did that go, man? Huh? Maybe if I looked in the trash, I'd be able to find it. No, I'm not discombobulated this morning. It just kind of seems like it is. So bear with me a second. Uh, there it is. Where did that thing go? Okay, cool. Um, here's what I want to talk about today. For the good of the group. I'm, I'm really... Uh, Gonna be a great weekend. Gonna be a great weekend. Uh, we're told my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and I'm just kind of curious. When's the last lesson you had on the devil? When's the last time that you were in in class in your school in your church, and your pastor did a ten point 10 uh, sermon series on Satan. Because the Bible tells us we're not to be ignorant of him. We're not to be ignorant of his devices. And I had a revelation. I, I, uh, who gave it to me? Was it Dave yesterday or somebody? I, I, you know, I never thought about this. That the judgment, that Satan, did Satan, go pull up Genesis 1, Spence. Pull up Genesis 1. Hey, folks, I'm talking off the top of my head. I'm not sure if it's theologically sound or not, but I thought, man, this is pretty amazing because the devil shows up, doesn't he? Adam and Eve, where is Adam and Eve? Does that begin in verse two or chapter two? Where's Adam and Eve? It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast on the earth. Is that what it says? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on, come on, come on. Oh, wait, we went right by it. No, didn't you? 
Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast. Either. Somebody help me. Genesis 2.15, 3 to 24. Genesis 2.15. Genesis 2.15. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yeah, have God really said? And so they go through the argument, the discussion of what did God say? And I, I don't want to get into that, but I want to. I want to. Does anybody know what the judgment? Was Satan a snake? Was he a snake as we know a snake today? Because does anybody know what the judgment was that God gave to the devil? Does anybody know what he did? After, he crawled after on his belly. Yeah. He said, you're going to crawl on your belly. Now, wait a minute. And eat dust. Does that mean he wasn't crawling on his belly before? Was this image they've given us of the serpent? Hmm. He was a dragon before. He was something other than a snake, wasn't he? He was something other than a snake. Because scroll down there, where does, it, where does God judge him and said, you're going to crawl on your belly, you're going to eat dust? Where, uh, and there's, um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, so I didn't have this prepared this way. It just popped into me. And the Lord said unto the serpent, because, verse 14, because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle. What? Above every beast of the field. And upon your belly shall you go, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. So evidently, when Adam and Eve, when Eve was uh, deceived, and Adam was tempted. Evidently, the serpent wasn't crawling on his belly. You might think I'm misreading that. And I got thinking, man, I don't really know much about the devil. So I found a little video here. Uh, don't beat up on me. Don't beat up on me if it doesn't uh, line up with your theology or if maybe I'm wrong. But I thought this was a pretty... Good little video of who is Satan? Who is Satan? Go ahead and play that. It's a one oh seven. Let me just tell you a bit about the devil first, so that you've got a clear picture in your mind of what we didn't, we're praying. we didn't get the beginning of it. Here we go. Now let me just tell you a bit about the devil first so that you've got a clear picture in your mind of what we're praying against. First of all, the Bible does not paint him as a horned creature with a forked tail. That's the sort of thing that makes us laugh at him, take him less than seriously. See, the Bible says he's a real person. The Bible never calls the devil it, always he. Next, the Bible says that he has a heart and a mind and a will, and if a heart and a mind and a will don't make a personality, I don't know what does talks about the devil's feelings, talks about his thoughts, and it talks about his motives. And that means to me a person. So the devil is not just a, a kind of vague word to sum up all the forces of evil in the world. No, he is a person in his own right. And if there were no human beings at all, Satan would still exist. Now Jesus himself took Satan desperately seriously. He never made a joke about him, he never laughed at him, he never caricatured him. Here are some of the titles that Jesus gave Satan. He said he is the prince of this world. When Satan offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, Jesus did not say they are not yours to give. 
because he knew perfectly well they were Satan's to give. And it is a, a horrible thought, if you really realize it, that the world in which we live is ruled over by Satan. He is the prince of this world, but let's take it a step further. Do you know that another title Jesus gave to Satan? He said he's not only the ruler or prince of this world, he is the God of this world. The only other person beside his heavenly father to whom Jesus ever applied the word God was Satan. He said, my heavenly father is God of everything, but of this world, Satan is God, which means very simply, not only that Satan controls this world and is able to manipulate science and education and politics for his own ends. More than that, Satan is actually the real God whom most people on earth worship, whether they know it or not. That behind so much religion, behind so much activity, Satan is the one who's being worshipped. He's the person. And even by some who go to church and chapel on Sunday, in reality, he's their God. For they worship the things that he offers them. They want the things of the world that he belongs to and rules over, rather than setting their mind on the things that are above where Jesus is. And if you want this world, and if you want the things of this world, then I give you a piece of advice. Make Satan your God. If you want this world, he's a wonderful God to have because he'll give it to you. There's always a price to pay. When the bill comes in, you may not be quite so happy, but he'll give it to you. He can give you money, he can give you fame, he can give you anything you want. Because it's his to give. Where have you been, Satan, says God in the book of Job? Well, I've been patrolling the earth, I've been looking around my estate. And he had. Now let's get this clear. That doesn't mean that God is helpless in this world. It does mean, and we've got to think this through, that God is allowing Satan to be prince of this world and God of this world. He's allowed it. And people say, what does God think he's doing allowing that? Well, I would just say my only answer to that one is, what's he doing allowing you to be like you are? <laughs> Why should you blame him for allowing Satan to rebel when he allowed you to? The answer is very simple. He's a father and he will not force any of his creatures to go his way. And he gives you freedom to rebel. And we can't grumble about him giving the angels freedom, though they have superior intelligence and strength. Because he gave us the same freedom and we've used it in the wrong way. Do you know there are two books in the Bible that the devil hates? More than any other two books in the Bible, out of all 66, there are two that say more about him than any others, and it's these that he has attacked more than any others. They are the one at the beginning and the one at the end, Genesis and Revelation. And you know why he hates them? Because Genesis describes his devices and Revelation describes his doom. Mm. And he hates those two books. And there has been more scholarly attack on the book of Genesis than any other book and more attempt to turn it into myth and legend and away from fact than any other book in the Bible. Why? Because Satan doesn't want you to believe that Genesis 3 ever happened. He doesn't want you to know how he got hold of Eve. He doesn't want you to believe that he said what he did to that first married couple. And he attacks the book of Genesis. But the other book which he hates more than any other is the book of Revelation. Because as you read through that book, you come to a point where it says that the devil himself will be cast into the lake of fire. Do you know that Jesus told us to pray every day about the devil? Do you know that? The original prayer that he taught his disciples when they said, Lord, teach us to pray, 
He said, pray like this, say, Dad in heaven. Then pray for the things he wants, his name, his will, his kingdom. Then he said, pray for the things you need. You need food, you need forgiveness. Then he said, finish by praying this, deliver us from the evil one. We've turned evil into a thing in our thinking. It's not mm. a thing, it's a person. There's no evil anywhere in the universe apart from persons. Evil is an intensely personal thing. There's no love in the universe apart from persons who love. And so evil is personal. And Jesus said, pray daily, deliver us from the evil one. Start your prayer by thinking of your dad in heaven, but end your prayer by thinking of the devil on earth and go out to face him. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Boom. I think I was Derek Prince, by the way. Uh, that's powerful. Put that in the chat, because you need to share that with more people, right? And how many of you really ever, in my mind, I think of the person of Jesus Christ, but I don't think of the person of Satan. Do you, do, you have, do you really, in your thinking every day, think of Satan as being a real person, a real being? Or do you think of him just as kind of a force? You know, he's just a dark force. He's just evil. But as, the, as he said in the video, evil only works through people. It only works through people. Love only works through people. Evil only works through people. So our adversary, the devil, the prince of this world, by the way, the prince of this world, the prince is the son of a king. So Satan is not king of the world. He's prince of the world. He has power. But that's what First John, bring up First John uh, chapter 3. Bring up First John 3. I'm trying to make a connection here. I'm going to give you some more verses. And I'm going to open it up. First John 3. <clears throat> Beloved, what manner, uh, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, we should be called the sons of God. Do you understand that you're a son of God? Do you understand it? Do we have that understanding? We are the sons of God. When we, when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we are sons. Jesus Christ is our big brother. Well, that's hard for us to grasp, isn't it? Beloved, now we are, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we're going to be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even he is pure. So whosoever committeth sin breaks the law. For sin is nothing more than breaking the law, the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifest. Jesus came to take away his sins, and in him is no sin. And whoever abideth in him doesn't sin. Well, that takes my Catholic training out the window. I sin every day in thought, word, and deed, right? Huh? Whoever abideth in him doesn't sin, sinneth not. What? You mean you can go around and not sin? Yes! Amen. Whoever sins hath not seen him, neither knows him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Watch. But he that committeth sin, he's of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Watch. And for this purpose, the Son of God showed up. 
was manifested, appeared, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why did Jesus come? To destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? We just read it. What are the works of the devil? Sin, evil, right? A person called the devil, just like a person called Jesus, the devil shows up to do what? To just to to produce, create, destroy everything that's good. He is the counterattack to good. And when Jesus died on the cross, what did he? What's the last thing he said? Hung on the cross, he said, "It is finished. It's done." He said, "What?" He destroyed the works of the devil. Boom. He gave us victory over death, hell, and the grave. Boom. It's done. It's over. We now serve a conquering king. We don't serve a prince of this world. We serve a conquering king. And the king has authority over a prince. And Jesus came back and did what did he do? Well, destroyed the works of the devil. You ought to read, you ought to take some time and just study, study that uh, John John 3. I mean, that's powerful. In the in verse 10. <clears throat> In this, the children of God are manifest. Manifest means it becomes obvious. You can see it. It appears. In this, the children of God become obvious. And the children of the devil. You can see them. You can see them. You can recognize the children of God, and you can recognize the children of the devil. That's what it says. And so whoever doeth not righteousness, that's one of the devil's kids. Hmm. Because he's not a God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message they've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Okay, yada, yada. Okay, hang on one more, then we'll open it up. Um, Go to uh, 14 facts. 14 facts. Oh, man. This is good. Again, Satan in the Bible, 14 sobering facts about the devil. Put this in the chat so they can look at it later, okay? I'm not going to go through it all, but I want you to read down to these 14 facts, sobering facts about the devil. Number one, keep going. Boom. Satan means adversary. I saw Janine put up, uh, we can go to Webster's later and check that out. Satan means adversary. Satan is a transliteration of the Hebrew word, which means adversary or opponent. The word Satan is used multiple times in the Old Testament, often referring to anyone who is blocking or challenging someone else. For instance, the angel of the Lord opposes Balaam. Two of David's bloodthirsty warriors, Joab and Abishai, make life difficult for the king. Solomon faces political opponents after he turns from God. Got it? All right. So he's the adversary. Next one. Pride fuels the devil's original story. Pride fuels us. Think about it. Think about it. When they say that you're serving the devil, you're serving the devil most through pride. Go to the next one. You can look at them later. Number three, Satan's domain is the earth and Sheol. That's where it is. That's his domain, folks. It's where he lives. But he no longer has dominion over it. He's the prince of the air. He had power. Remember, he went to Jesus and said, hey, hey, Jesus, I'm going to give you all this stuff. So he must have had it. Must have been his. But Jesus came back and wanted it. Won back the authority at the cross. Right? Number four. Scroll on down. 
Satan rules the nations of the earth. That's Psalm 2, is it not? The kings of this earth conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed. So Satan still has his people in place, but they're no longer kings. They're not king anymore. There's a new king. There's a new sheriff in town. But we don't understand it. If we don't understand the fight, that Satan is a real person. Well, I hate to use the term person. A real being. A real being. Number five, Satan commands his own host of demons. Wow. Yep. He's ahead of an army. Satan is ahead of an army. Number six, the Bible says he rules all. Doesn't say he rules all the demons. Doesn't say that. You can, you can check out. Number seven, the devil tried to make at least one deal. We know what he did, right? He tried to offer Jesus all the kingdoms. He must have had him, must have had him on the, all the earthly kingdoms. Must have had him. Must have been able to do it. He must be able to, if you serve the devil, he must be able to give you some stuff, huh? Must be able to make you wealthy and must be able to make you uh, get a lot of sex if you want to. Make you, he, must, he must be able to still have some power, but not over, not over good and evil. Number eight. This is good. Say, Coach, I never I never heard any of this ever in a church, Coach. Never heard anything about it. Satan, oh, this is good. Satan's on the defensive. <laughs> he ain't on the offense anymore, boys and girls. Uh-uh. No, he's being pushed back. See, we, we now have power over all principalities and powers. Isn't that what the Bible tells us? Huh? We, we now rule over the principalities and powers. So he's fighting for his life. He's literally fighting for his life. And all the three uh, Gospels, Jesus does three things after his trial in the wilderness. He proclaims that the kingdom of God is at hand. He begins choosing his disciples, and he begins casting out devils. You can already start to see Satan's power coming undone, but it gets even better. Later, Peter famously confesses that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus responds, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. This is a dramatic statement of Jesus. Impending victory over the devil. Huh? Jesus, he conquered it, man. He conquered it. We serve a conquering king. We've got to know who our adversary is. Go next one. Satan is a liar by nature. Remember I told you that? He cannot, he's incapable of telling the truth. Anything that Satan says to you is a lie. Whispers them in your ear, convinces you of it. The Lord says, my sheep hear my voice. They don't hear his voice. No, wait a minute. They hear it, but they don't obey it. Hear it means to obey. My sheep hear and obey my voice, and they do not hear or obey his voice. Number nine, number 10, sorry. <clears throat> Satan has spiritual children. What? I thought we're all God's children. Huh? Oh, no, 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 no. G- G- uh, we know about, right? You're of your father, the devil. <laughs> the works of your father, you will do, right? Oh, my goodness. It says in John eight forty four. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires, right? So what it says, huh? when the disciples ask Jesus to explain the parable of the wheat and tare, Jesus tells them that good seed represents the sons of his kingdom, while the tares represent the sons of the evil one. We're not all God's children. Quit saying that. The newly converted apostle Paul, sorcerer, says, you are, Jesus said, you are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. And in his first epistle, John says the children of the devil are evident based on the sinful behavior and their lack of love for their brothers and sisters. Wow. Go to the next one. I'm going to open it up here. Number 13, 
Satan influenced Judas Iscariot. How do we know that? Jesus said that, huh? We know that. What did Jesus say to him? Uh, Jesus, no, uh, John said the devil entered Judas on the night he betrayed. Judas entered, Satan entered Judas. Number 12, Satan's power of death is broken. It's broken. He has no power of death anymore. And discord gives Satan an advantage. What do you mean discord? Arguing, fighting gives him an advantage. Paul encouraged the church of Corinth to forgive and reassure any repentant believer who may have caused the rest of the church grief. The apostle urges church to make such a personal person feel welcome and loved. Why? Because Paul particularly does not want Satan to outwit them. Satan uses discord and division. He's the author of it. And 14, Satan's defeat is certain and it's imminent. Boom. Vinny, boom! Boom. When's the last time you were taught that? Huh? 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 See, we think we think Satan is just a force. Just an evil force. Jesus called him by name. Called him by name. Rochelle, come on in. Hang on, one more thing, Rochelle. Hang on, I'm sorry. Uh, put this in the chat as well, Spencer. Pull up the scriptures. It says scriptures. Put that on there. Here's all the times. Look at all these times God, the Bible mentions. Be sober-minded, vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around. All of these about the devil and the devil coming after you. Huh? Huh? I saw Satan fall like a, Satan is a person. Give no opportunity to the devil. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a hindrance to me. Oh, how you have fallen, O day star, son of dawn. How you were cut down to the ground. Who laid the nations low? You said in your, I will ascend. I will set my throne. I'll be like the most high. For we wrestle not against, it's everywhere that you look, friends. It's everywhere you look. That this dude is real, but conquered. Go ahead, Michelle. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Good morning, team. I was reading from this book called The Book of the Nazarene, which in Hebrew means branches. So, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches. And they have some ancient text in there and what claim to be the words of Jesus that are not in our Bible. So you can take this or reject this, but this sounds a lot like me to something that Matthew had said, I think, in Matthew 5, but I'd have to look. Um, So this would be the words of Jesus. I have not come to abolish the Torah or to change the teachings of the prophets, but to complete them, adding any necessary clarification and interpreting them to the understanding of men. But the time has come to ask, when will they be put into practice? When will men bring Yahuwah out of the temple and make him a participant in their daily lives? When will men carry these things in their hearts and stop paying them lip service? I say with certainty, so long as earth and heaven above it remain, not even the smallest particle shall be deducted from the Torah until the purpose it serves has been completed. Anyway, I just wanted to say that Jesus is telling us to take what has been told us and what's in our hearts and to go do it. But by no means was his teachings to sit on the sidelines and watch this world go by and do nothing about what we can do. Even if it's just opening our mouth and speaking the truth, that is occupying. Amen. That's what I'm saying, man. Can, can you imagine your feeling in your heart when you Amen. get 
get on the other side and said, oh, are you kidding me? That's all that was? In fact, it says, where does it? Where does it say it? Lord, help me out here. It says that we were going to view him and we're going to squint. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't use the word squint. It says we're going to narrow our eyes. And we're going to say, is this the man? This guy? This guy pulled off all that crap. Does anybody know where that is in the scripture? Anybody know where that is? We're going to look at him. We're going to say, that dude, he deceived the whole world. It's in the scriptures. Somebody will find it for me. Come on in, Mark Trump. Coach, is there one example in the Bible of where people sin and then God changes them from a tear into a wheat? Tears are always tears. The seed made the tear. And there's Mm -hmm. all these people running around this earth, even in our queue maybe, saying that people, that, that uh, some people are not redeemable. Some people are. I say some people are not redeemable because they're seeds of the serpent. They're tares. <laughs> so the church is trying to save them, coach. They don't even recognize there's a separate group. So, of course, their doctrine's different. They right. believe. They don't believe there's tares. They don't believe it. The they don't believe they're they don't children believe it. Devil, right? Amen. Amen, coach. Go to Revelation 12, 9, 12. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. Uh, Thank you. I just just want to prove it to you. Isaiah 14, verse uh, 16. There it is. Verse 14 says, Isaiah 14, 14. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be rolled down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. They're going to say, what? Huh? And consider you, and they're going to say, this is the man that made the earth to tremble, that shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed cities thereof, that opened not the house of the prisoners. This guy? And all the kings of the nation, even all of them, Lying glory, everyone in his own house. Unbelievable, huh? Judah. Good stuff this morning, Coach. You know, it's really great you talk about uh, laying out those 10 topics against the adversary is that it's called the scouting report. Yeah. And in football, if you don't have a scouting report, you don't know how to apply victory and what's going on. And you know what? These guys... The church actually paints Satan as, you know, six foot eight, seven foot two, whatever. Yeah. But we have the power of Christ in us, which is power and authority over all fear. And you know what? Go after the knee. We got victory. Amen. <laughs> We're not taught this, folks. We're not taught this. We have victory over it. How? Obedience. Hold on, imaginations, and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Jesus said it's finished. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. He destroyed the works of the devil. And we think the devil's winning. We think he's going to win. Boom. Maybe, I, maybe I'm screwed up. I, I don't know. That's the way I read. I, Folks, I want you to hear me. I do not 
ever read defeat in the scriptures. I don't think you can find it. I don't think you find it anywhere. Come on in, Janine. Well, if there was defeat in the Bible, then we wouldn't have a word of God. Um, going back to what <laughs> kind of like what Trump was saying, um, I don't know if we, well, I do know, we do not um, have the um, authority or the presumptuous uh, authority to even say who can and who cannot be saved. I believe that, um, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, they say, is saved. But mm -hmm. going back to the wheat and the tares, we use this so much, but really I believe that that applies to the church itself. A wheat and a tear grow up. Um, you were talking, you've talked over the years about the hirelings. Hello, I think we're talking about that here and the wheat mm. and tares grow up together. And now outside of the church, you know, they've been, they judge themselves and God knows that. But inside the church, it's the fruit that matters. And if the wheat and the tares are going to go up, uh, grow up together, God's going to make that final decision at the end. So I think we really need to be careful on deciding who is the tear out there because this Bible was written for a spiritual person and for the ones that are saved, you know, the ones that are his. That's why they cannot understand it. Um, but do they have the ability to be saved? Yes, as you've said before, every, it's given to everybody. It's just who's going to want to have it. Yeah, so, the, so can a child of the devil be converted? I think that's the question. I say, I say yes, I say they can. Yeah, I think. But you know, the Bible also teaches that the reprobate mind, there ain't no redemption for the reprobate mind. So, uh, I mean, we, there's, there's a lot of head scratching going on, really. There's a lot of things we just really don't understand. And that's uh, what we try to do here. Randy, come on in. Coach, the picture in Isaiah 14, it's, uh, you might want to put that back up, Coach. I want to show us, verse 21, I want to show us a connection. <laughs> Isaiah 14, coach, 20. Yeah, 21. Coach, this is a prophecy. This is a prophecy given to Isaiah about Babylon. And what he's doing here, he's showing the king of Babylon who it is. In the, in the natural, it was a man, but in the spiritual, it was a it was Lucifer, okay? So what, what he's doing is, is it's all prophetic of what would happen at the first advent of Christ, okay? And if you connect this, Coach, the man you're talking about in verse 16 is like, you mean this man did all this? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a mockery of what Lucifer has had done through history, through the right. ages, and what Jesus was getting ready to do when he comes. But if you connect verse 21, what does it say, Coach? It says, and prepare slaughter for his children. Okay, mm. who's he? The man, the man you're talking about, the king of Babylon, Lucifer. So if you, when you understand Revelation, you, you, that is the spiritual rollout of this, of this very prophetic scripture we're talking about here. Yeah, does it look the same today? Sure it does, because evil is evil. It just can't help to do what it does, Coach. But right. to we have to understand what has already happened, and we have to understand what is about to happen. They are very similar. Amen. Amen. That tells us we're going to win again. It's always in the natural first, then the spiritual. So we have so, to see this, the day we're in, Coach. So, folks, I don't know about you. If you knew me before, got the date here in my Bible. I went to church. 
I played the role of being a good Christian guy. I did all that stuff. But here on, hang on, hang on, hang on here. Got it written down. Written down on uh, one twenty-eight, January 28th, my wife's birthday, 1987. I was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You understand that? That up until 12887, I was a child of the devil. Boom. Folks, do you get that? Amen. That's, that's the salvation experience. That's the born again experience. I went from the seed of the serpent to the seed of the woman. I, be, I became a child of the king. I was adopted. These words are all used throughout the scripture. I was adopted. I was translated. I went from one kingdom to another. I went from serving one king to serving another one. That's what it's all about. Now, here's the truth. Can the devil's kids be saved? I think it's always about free choice. I believe God's salvation is available to everyone. But it's a choice. You're going to have to choose to get out of that kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. It's a choice that we all make, in my opinion. I ain't no theologian, but I know what happened to me. And that's what I tell people, that on that day, one twenty-eight eighty-seven, is like I was Clark Kent and I stepped into a phone booth. And I came out Superman. Boom. Huh? I, I, I can't explain it to you. Hallelujah. And can I tell you the truth? A lot of you out there, a lot of, some of you watching right now, that never happened to you. That never happened to you. So, well, I was, Coach, I was, you know, I've always been in the church. And, and uh, how about, are you ready? Are you ready? Well, I'm sorry. I got born again when I was eight. Did you really? <laughs> Did you really? Did you really understand it? Did you really? Because I see a lot of people in church who claim to be born again, and I'm sorry, I don't see much fruit. Somebody say amen so I don't feel like I'm here all by myself today. Amen and amen. 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 Yeah, because they don't understand. They don't understand that they were once serving another king. In fact, many of them still are, claiming to be Christians and being driven by their carnal natures. That would be a good amen right there. Good amen. Now, I want you to know this. I fight my carnal nature. We always do. Paul said, who will deliver me from this body of death? How can I get rid of this old carnal man? It's a daily struggle. It's a daily struggle to get victory over the carnal man. But friends, I don't even think we teach it in the church anymore. I don't, I don't think we do. I don't, I, you know, the, the real life of a Christian, a true Christian, is one of sacrifice. It's not one of health, wealth, and it's not Ben Franklin. Uh, what's that guy's name? Yeah, it's just Ben Franklin wrote it. Uh, doesn't matter. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's not, folks, that may be part of the king. That's not the kingdom of God, dudes. Not here on earth. We're to sacrifice. We're to lay down our lives. We're to humble ourselves. We're to serve others. Christians aren't even taught that anymore. Come on in, Bernie. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Yeah, I think we're told someplace about not the same who's going up and who's going down because 
it's it's a you know and in, in our perspective we see you know we can only see what our actions and what our but we don't understand sometimes where we forget that this is a gift that god gives it's not something now the invitation is for anybody who will receive it okay mm -hmm. yes so we wouldn't have that unless he was acting but so much of this is the gift that god gives us and it's not for us to determine what god gives to this person or that person some people will be healthy wealthy wise and some people will be poor and will will suffer many things for the gospel okay god made us all different and god yep. question is are we being faithful to him do we <clears throat> see that what he's went through for us that's what we don't, we don't deserve a thing and he showered us with this kindness that we can actually talk to him <laughs> he cares about us amen 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 that you know some people have to look there's some believers in in really bad places China, north korea you know russia you know uh that, that suffered terrible things you know we're probably yeah. going to suffer some too but glory to god let's, let's just glorify yeah. him through it whatever whatever I'm sure, I'm sure glad this bernie i'm glad i'm an american christian because boy we should have a softer gospel here don't we brother denny bryan come on in oh, denny how you, do, how you doing denny doing great this morning coach great great show i love it yeah, thanks Thanks. You know, I just I have a gentleman that I've been helping for a year and a half when he was going to the college across and really growing in the Lord. And I, I contacted him last week uh, and asked him how he's doing in Christ and all this. He, he lives in actually Columbus, Ohio. Hmm. And, uh, and he says, you know, he says, I can't tell you because I don't believe I'm, I'm not a Christian anymore. I gave it up. Hmm. I asked why. And, you know, and he says, because he says. Everything I read in the Bible, I've never experienced, and I haven't seen it. So um, he says, I don't see miracles. I don't see all this stuff. He says, so I just I just believe it's junk. So and I just sit there going, when we Christians learn, realize that our examples, our words, our actions are much more powerful than our words. You can quote scripture, you blew in the face, but they want to see somebody that's different. Amen. It broke my heart, but I... I I'm back in there. I sent him my DVDs and all that stuff. Watch your stuff, please. <laughs> yep. Amen. It's a, hey, I didn't think it could be until it happened to me, Denny. That's for sure. Blessings, man. Betty, come on in. Good morning. Yes. Um, when I was born again, I knew it. It's like a twinkle of an eye. I was changed. I didn't know what was going on because nobody ever explained it to me. And even when I left, nobody even explained it to me. Kind of had to <laughs> find out on my own. But I know that I was born again. Now, most people that when you ask them if they're born again or saved, they look at you kind of dumb or they say, yeah, we go to church every yeah. Sunday. And that's all they know. And I said, well, if you were born again, you would know it. It changes you so instantly <clears throat> that you can't, it's the most wonderful feeling. If I could feel that yeah. day every day, I would Amen. be tickled. Okay, so Betty, here it is, uh, folks. Look, I don't want to pee on anybody's gospel, right? Bible says, broad is the way and narrow is the gate. Many come if you find it. Now, you can argue that all you want to, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. The truth of the, real, the reality of what we're dealing with is not everybody who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. Huh? I mean, come on, man. This is an exclusive club, baby. 
It's open to everybody, but it's more exclusive than the Masons. God bless her. We'll see you on Monday.